Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. Hey, can I tell you a story before we get started? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, so last night I decided to make hard-boiled eggs. Mm-hmm. And the way you do that is you have a pot of water, yep. you put the eggs in it, mm-hmm. and then you put it on the stove and you have the water boil. I'm familiar with the process and all that you say is correct. Okay. So I put the pot on the stove, I turn the stove on, and I wait for it to start boiling. You well, forgot the water. I got distracted. <laughs> oh, no. And... I was looking at, like, my phone, and then I forgot that I had it happening at all until Mm. we're getting ready for bed over two hours later, in which the penguinologist yells out my name, and I'm like, what? And I thought he was dying, and I run downstairs, and apparently... You can't do that. Oh, fun fact. <laughs> because the water evaporates. Yeah, I got that part. And the eggs start burning. So he yeah. starts to pour very carefully because the the pot is like burnt on the bottom. Right, yeah. He starts to pour water in very slowly to... Uh, sure, yeah. try to loosen the, egg sub- the former egg substance. Well, by pouring water into... A very, very, very hot pot uh-huh. full of very oh. hard, hot eggs. Yes. They explode. What? <laughs> and we got eggs on the ceiling, eggs on the cabinet, <laughs> eggs on the floor. Was it? Were there eggs on the penguinologist? Uh, yes, and he burned his hand. Oh, that's, that's not fun. Yeah, he, he told me to back away, but he himself didn't back away. Of course not. I mean, I got to tell you, I was shell-shocked. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. I'm beginning to doubt that the story's even real because you were just leading up. You were just leading up that. Oh, no, it was real. Oh. Yeah. I came in and your house smelled like many candles all burning in a candle, <laughs> scented candle wood. Like a wood full of settled Because there's nothing worse than rotten eggs than rotten burnt eggs. <laughs> yeah. I did not detect any egg, I can say, when oh. I came in. So you have, success- you have successfully exercised the demons the demons of the bird well you know sulfur makes sense yeah uh yes and while we're talking about exploding eggs uh who are you (laughs) me kate uh me betsy and this fuse eight and kate where we talk about (laughs) picture books and whether or not they should be classicy classics or not though sometimes they are and sometimes are crap exactly uh we were challenged well, rather, I was challenged by you, madam, mm-hmm. to come up with a Groundhog Day, which we have yeah. never done. I would like to point out in all the years we've talked about Groundhog Day, classic picture, but we have yep, never. And you skip right past it. Yeah, because it's easy to skip. It's a day that is not particularly important. Let me tell you something. Today, I went to another library whoo, and looked at their rather extensive Groundhog Day collection. Thanks to very faithful listener Lark, who made this suggestion over a year ago, the last time we asked for Groundhog Day books. 
This time, I decided to see if I could find the book in question. And not only did I find it, I found a beautiful reprinted edition of it. Oh, nice. uh, that I've never heard of before, except for last year when she already suggested it. I'm going to pull it out now. Are you ready for this? Okay. This is quite the thing. All I'm right. rather proud. Okay. Thank you, Lark in advance. Will spring be early or will spring be late? By Crockett Johnson. And it kind of gives it away under his name. Creator of Harold and the Purple Crown. Correct! We have not done another Crockett Johnson yeah, that, since Harold that, and the Purple Crown. That book was all purple and this book looks all brown. Uh, no, there is clearly an orange color right here. Now, it looks very 70s. <laughs> The publication date on this book is 1959. Oh, wow. This is way pre... You're right. Brown and orange is a very classic 70s color, but uh, not this shade of brown, I would say. (laughs) This is is the wrong shade for that. So, yeah, you are are looking at a book that I had no idea even existed. Okay. Go read that book. Okay. All right. While Kate does her read, let's learn a little bit more about Will Spring Be Early or Will Spring Be Late by Crockett Johnson. Just kidding. There's no information on this book. doesn't exist. I'm sorry. I have searched everywhere. I cannot find additional information. The only person in this entire country who would know more about this book would be Philip Nell, and I didn't have time to ask him, so... Uh, Go talk to Phil if you want to know more about the book. I'm going to talk to you about Crockett Johnson. Specifically, I'm going to talk to you about something completely random about Crockett Johnson. Mainly the fact that for a long period of his time, when he was, you know, not making picture books, he created 100 mathematical paintings inspired by geometric principles and mathematicians. I kid you not. And these are amazing. They are gorgeous. They are beautiful. Honeys, if you guys want to buy me something for my birthday, please, oh, please, oh, please, buy me a Crockett Johnson mathematical painting. I don't care which one. They're all beautiful. He, he, as I say, he did more than 100 of them. They res- like relate to mathematics and mathematical physics. Um, often they were painted with house paint on the rough side of a two by three foot piece of masonite um however he did it they're really cool to look at and they're very different i would say from the picture books that he made so yeah mathematical paintings what's not to love what does the groundhog say i don't know what a groundhog (laughs) i assume i don't know can i tell you a fun groundhog day story before we get any farther sure okay my husband runs trivia in a bar uh, mostly full of Northwestern college students, right? Mm-hmm. And he does the music rounds, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know what he's going to do for Groundhog's Day? The song from Gra- the movie. Yeah. So put your little, little hand, hand in my... Right. But he's going to play, he's going to play, you know, the 15 seconds of that one. And then he's going to move on to a different version by Etta James. Also, same song. And then he found another version. It's like a mariachi version. And then he did that. He's only going to do it four times because the joke gets sweaty after that. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm very pleased. I'm sorry I won't be there to hear it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. So uh, there is no doubt that this is a Groundhog's Day book because the very first line is, 
It was the second morning of February. Okay, so we've established place and uh, not time, but place. We've established time. And, it's the morning. Well, I mean time. I go right the morning. And we've Morning's established an awful long mountain time, but all right. Sure. Well, and the place is established in the second line with ah, the woods and the woods, the fields. All right. So, so right there, everything you need to know on the very first page. That's how you write a book, friends. <laughs> well, and there are very minimal uh, illustrations. Yeah, that's very, his, that's okay. So Crockett Johnson was not minimal. He wasn't a detail-oriented guy. Have I was racking my brain and I should have looked this up. Have we ever done the carrot seed? Yeah. Okay. So there you go. That's an excellent example of very but few this details. Is very minimal. I'm because... looking right now at least two trees. So right there. <laughs> but the fact that the page is white and everything's mm. covered in snow mm. makes it really easy to do line line <laughs> there's a hole done yeah i can't say that he spent like the most amount of time on this one Not but so the much. thought kate probably took him months just to figure <laughs> sure. out that one line right sure. there the one to the left of the hole <laughs> right you know that one yeah so we meet the groundhog mm who uh, is getting ready to uh, come out of his hole and he's talking to himself. It says he's talking to himself. Okay. But if I don't see my shadow, spring will be early. But if I do see my shadow, I'll go back in my tunnel. It'll mean spring will be late this year. And I was thinking... Well, that's not the rule, though, right? It is. It isn't, but I thought it was like... If he sees his shadow... It's six more weeks of winter. Yes. Well, that's not... Spring will be late. Okay, so this book's rule is that if he sees his shadow, then six more weeks of winter. If he doesn't see his shadow, then spring starts now. Okay. That's what this whole book spring is about. Spring starts now is very key. Can you imagine spring starting in February? That'd be crazy. Okay. Exactly. That's what this book is about. So this is about... Spring global. starting now. This is about climate change. <laughs> no. Okay. Apparently, the whole... If he sees his shadow, it's six more weeks of winter. Apparently, that derives from the Pennsylvania Dutch. Um, it's one of their superstitions. That makes sense. Yeah. Sounds Which is Dutch. where Punxsutawney Phil is from. He's from oh, Pennsylvania. Oh, there you go. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Yep. So, he comes out of his hole. He, oh, he's so cute. He doesn't see any shadows. He says spring will be early, and he hops out of his hole, and he's like, wait, I need to, I need to make sure that there's certainly no sun, and... It's February. It's overcast. There is not. We a... are looking at that sky, which is a clear gray, gray. color. Yeah. Yep. There no, is you're good, no boy. sun. But while he's like looking up in the sky, you know, trying to see if he can see the sun or smell the sun, a truck goes by that on the side of the truck. Oh, way in the background. Yeah. There's, okay. a, there's a truck that goes by that says Artificial Flower Company, Inc. <laughs> And Very straightforward, that company. It is. And I, you know what? I feel like that's a bit lazy. I think that yeah. the writer could have done a better job with an artificial flower company name. Like what kind of name? Like Faux Flora. Okay. I'm with you so far. Do you have any others? No, that's what I like the oh, most. Oh, that's like you, you had a lot of choice and you went with that one. Okay, yeah. I, go, I, go, I can go with go that. Go with fake flowers, but that's... No, no, no. Faux Flora. Faux Flora. I thought that was nice. Yeah. No, it's excellent. It's better than Artificial Flower Company, Inc. I kind of love the idea that if every company, that whatever they sold, that was the name of the company. Like, Toilet Paper Company. (laughs) Inc. 
Ink. <laughs> you have to add the ink. Apparently, a red flower flies out of the truck and it lands near the groundhog, which it's quite a distance. Quite a distance. What kind of wind? I'm not seeing these trees blown in any wind. It's there's, just, there's no wind. It's some except sort of currents the there. truck was going very fast. I and see. So that's what carried the flower through, through the field. <laughs> of course, yes. By the groundhog. So. Uh-huh. He's, so he's double checking. He he doesn't see his shadow. He says, okay, it's definitely going to be an early spring. And he sits off towards the woods because he has to let all the other animals know that spring has arrived. He really has a, just one job. And yeah. he's so happy. It says that he hopped along humming a spring song. And I had to look up groundhogs hopping to see if that was a thing. Do they? Um, they do, and it's really cute. Aww, so I highly recommend it's so cute. it. If you want to just look up groundhogs on YouTube, you should because they're adorable. I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> and then he stops because he comes across the bright red flower, and now he he's, he whispers to himself, "Spring!" <laughs> and then he shouts, "Spring!" I was right. It's he. He's like, "It's here now." And this proves that I'm right. All right, and then he busts out into a run, and he is just bolting towards the woods. He's got to let all those people know, and he's like, I have never made a better prediction than this. Even the pig will congratulate me. And I'm like, what is the animosity between... Yeah, what went down? Like a groundhog. That's what I'm wondering. Is that the pig mad? The groundhog has the word hog in his name, but he's not a hog? I don't know, because, I mean... You and I know that the groundhog sees his shadow every year mm-hmm. and we don't get spring until like May. No. So <laughs> thank you. So I, I the fact that he maybe that's what it is, maybe the pig knows that he always gives wrong predictions. I don't know. There's some I mean, there's some animosity here. There, yeah. So Yeah, they have a history. Yep. So first he runs into a badger and a dormouse. And he's letting them know spring is here. And then he runs into a skunk. And he says that, you know, is is spring really here? And and Rabbit's like, well, the groundhog says so. Yes, there's a rabbit that comes out and starts sliding on ice. But, um, yep, nope, spring is here. Uh And the squirrel eats his last acorn. Oh, no. That's not good. (laughs) He jumps out of a... What are you doing, buddy? He's dropping out of a hollow tree and he lands in a snow Don't do these anymore. Nope, he, uh, he, that's the last of his winter Yeah, I think he's dead now. (laughs) He's not dead. Yeah, squirrels are... Yeah, they're hardy. They, the, they survive. The chipmunk is yelling, spring, thanks to the groundhog. And the ra- and a raccoon. Why didn't make it happen? A raccoon comes out and he's like, the good predictor. And uh, and he holds out a paw to like high five the high groundhog five! as he goes by. <laughs> groundhog keeps on shouting until his voice is hoarse that I predict spring is here now. And uh, and then he runs over to the bear cave and then he wakes up the bear. Oh. And, no, it's fine. The, oh, the bears have to eat immediately. <laughs> well, a bear wakes up and, and he's like, Groundhog, you do better every year. Spring in February. What what would we do without you? And the groundhog is so proud of himself. He's like swelling up his chest. It's and like, he's I, like, I don't hubris. know. It's huh. very cute. But then he comes to the pig. Oh, the pig. The 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 only intelligent person in the forest potentially yes. who is trying to find uh, f- breakfast under a tree stump uh-huh. and he's grumpy and he's rooting around mm. and, and the groundhog's like spring is here and the pig goes huh? 
<laughs> Correct answer, yes. Which is how I would also feel on a, a early on a February second. Yeah. If someone told me on February second, someone is yelling at me yeah, in my I'm ear. Just trying to freaking get some breakfast. Yes. Sorry, it doesn't say he's yelling. It says he shouted loudly. But well, if someone that's is not good. If someone is shouting loudly mm-hmm. in my ear, I will do the exact same response of <sighs> and the groundhog goes, Spring. <laughs> and the pig looks at him like Dude, look. What the? There is snow. There is ice, and and the groundhog all of a sudden gets very cold, and he's Aww. like, oh, but, uh, sp- 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 spring!" And the pig just goes, "Go away." He's, he's very much. <laughs> a, he's very much a naysayer. Um, but not incorrect. No. He just he doesn't suffer fools. I do have a question though, because as he uh, goes up to the pig, originally it says that. The shouting and cheering had waked the pig. Isn't it woken? No, I think actually that might be correct. Waked the pig? It's an unusual variation, but I think it's accurate. I've never... He waked the pig. It's... I've never heard that before. Yeah. I've, I Come have, on, English but with the English major. Yeah, <laughs> well, the English majors read it, but Lord knows how long ago. It's an old-fashioned take i believe mom where does wage come from (laughs) she's not here right now no she's not yell into your podcast and you're listening to real loud and i'll hear you okay anyway so the pig tells the groundhog to go away so the groundhog goes back to all the other animals and with the light of hope in their eyes yeah and and he said no spring really is here look I, i can show you and rabbit's like no we we believe you dude yeah, no, you're not doubting and, you and then bear says you are always right if you were not we wouldn't believe in you oh my god so he's always right always right so then that's a lot of pressure so then i i don't understand what pig's animosity is if if the groundhog is always right they say but they're willing to believe this so i feel like the pig's the only one who like takes the conventional wisdom and turns it well, on his head he's looking around and being like well and he's not wrong he's like it's freaking february 2nd dude yeah but then the groundhog says come and all the animals follow him to where they see the fake red flower mm-hmm. in full bloom. And they dance a circle around it. And they're they're so happy. Sort of pagan ritual. Here. And Pig comes over. <laughs> see what's going on. And the groundhog's like, look, see, spring is here. Here, look. Is Pig going to attempt to eat it? Because if that's he a does. Pig, yeah, yeah, I thought so. Yep, he, he roots it up out of the snow, puts it in his mouth and chomps on it. And then says... The leaves are paper, the stem is wire, the petals are plastic, and all of you are going to freeze out here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Look, I hate to say it, but we all need a pig in our lives. (laughs) Otherwise, we would freeze to death in the snow. He's like, I have a prediction. It's going to snow. And then it starts snowing. Oh, dude. He's such a naysayer. But he's not wrong. The world needs naysayers once in a while. But the world also needs positivity sure you can't have a world full of negativity but you can't just glide on on happy like hopes you have to deal with the reality that you're in to a certain extent true but you also need positive thinking i'm not saying the pig said it the best way but it did need to be said but you know now now everyone is shivering and the groundhog starts to quietly go away and and the bear stops groundhog and he's like wait a minute 
I, you know, who is the cause of this? Why are we out here in a freezing snowstorm? And the chipmunk said, well, we were celebrating spring. And the dormouse, the dormouse said, they, we were all so happy until the pig came over and <laughs> chewed up that flower. Yeah. <laughs> and the bear said, exactly. And now we're all out here cold and miserable, and it's perfectly clear who to blame. Is the next shot going to be of a pig roast? <laughs> Is it just going to show, like, the bear with, like, you know, no, it just a ham hock in his mouth? It just says that they blamed the pig, of course. Oh, God, there's, like, a bigger lesson here. I, so, and that, and I'm then, not sure I like it. And then uh, it's just uh, ends the book saying, and on every second morning of every February, uh, the groundhog continues to make his predictions. So the moral of the story is to ignore the naysayers and believe whatever you want to believe if it brings you joy. No, the, 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 the moral of the lesson is that you just ignored the only person who told you the truth because you wanted so badly to believe the lie. And but that's it, what humans do. But we does it hurt anyone? Well, they. Well, I don't know. The squirrel just ate up all his food. No. The bear doesn't have anything to eat. They're standing in a freaking snowstorm. Someone's going to freeze to death. It's probably going to be the little chipmunk there. I think that there is a value to listening to the pig. Okay, then they'll just eat the pig, Betsy. Okay, well, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. As long as you so have a So the moral plan. of the story is to eat your naysayers. Well, I think it's to eat pig. I mean, pig is delicious. No, yeah. no. Eat some more bacon. Eat more bacon <laughs> should be the moral every single picture book out there. Eat more bacon. Uh, ratings time. So this is a simple enough story with simple illustrations. It's a simple plot. For Groundhog's Day books, this is the best one you've ever shown I me. I have to agree. Because it's the only one you've ever shown me. I also agree. <laughs> but uh, considering you can only really read this on one day... Yeah. I'm 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 a, I'm gonna pass on it. Yeah. I'm a four point five. It's not bad. It's right. just kind of meh. Everything I, is meh. I think you you've tapped into something very interesting. So I think that the best holiday books are the ones where, yes, you can read them on the day of or around the day, but there's something about them that can be read throughout the year for one reason or another. Like, you know, they there's just some other worthy element to them this book really just has one thing going for it yep. it's the whole groundhog day plot yep. which is very groundhoggy it may be you know the, the oldest most groundhoggy the most book. ground it may be the first groundhog day <laughs> book that was ever made in america that's a huge claim i literally haven't looked up any evidence to support it but by gum i'm gonna say it i believe this was the first groundhog day <laughs> book made in america and as such uh, we have we have improved since then. Um, I'm not so sure about the moral there. I'm not so sure what to read into it. I kind of like the pig, even though he could really couch his words better. But the fact of the matter is, I'm with you on it. It's kind of just sort of a mad book. Um, not Crockett Johnson's best remembered, and perhaps now we know why. I'm a 3.5. Yeah, so with yeah. our scores combined, it's a below 5, so it's not a classic. Not a classic. That's okay. No. Uh, you know, he had other successes in other areas. I, yeah. think, I think it's going to be all right. But thank you for the recommendation. We, we, Yay, we gave, Lark, thank you. We gave it a shot. It was. It's, we tried. Hey, I was just so thrilled I even found it in the library. I, <laughs> I showed it to the librarian. I was like, look what you have. She's like, oh, what is that? So, you know, a lot of people still do not, even though it was reprinted in 2016, a lot of people still do not know about it. 
Letters time. Ooh. As it happened, uh, Lark was not the only person who recommended Groundhog Day books to us. There were others, others as well. Erica, for example, said, How about Gretchen Groundhog, It's Your Day by Abby Levine and illustrated by Nancy Cote. It has a 1998 copyright. Sweet. I haven't read it, but I weeded it recently. A teacher named Gretchen snatched it up. <laughs> I just love she had to mention that the teacher's name was Gretchen. I, I just like those little details. So, all right. So we got we got that one. That one seems to be old enough. Um, and then I really enjoyed this one from Lorelai, who was like, make a note to do Groundhog Gets a Say by Swallow in 2027. <laughs> Lorelai, all right. It's on the 2027 Groundhog Day post that we will do list. Which I just began. Well, hey, know. if people want other recommendations of books to read on Groundhog's Day, you know. Hey, that doesn't these hurt. Are, these are other options. Absolutely. 100%. Grown-up things we like. You go first. Okay, so uh, the Oscar nominations were released. Mm-hmm. And you know what that means. No females were nominated as a director. Correct. And very, very few people of color. Mm. Uh, yeah, not. I would not say this was a strong nomination year uh, but every year my husband and i try to watch a whole slew of the dang things now we we watched two before the nominations were released one of which has gotten some nominations and one of which got zero the one that got nominations was tar which is uh starring kate blanchett it boy that's a heck of a thing that's a heck of a movie um it kind of reminded me of carol but way weirder and darker in some ways. It has great scenes, great moments. As a film, I cannot say that I am the biggest fan in the entire world. Um, it, it makes some choices that I don't necessarily agree with. But, you know, Kate Blanchett's great. Uh, I believe she got an Oscar nomination for it. So, you know, yay for her. But if, I don't know. The other movie I saw was Armageddon Time, uh, which is starring, well, it's not starring, but it had Anthony Hopkins as a, a boy's grandfather. It's basically, you know, the Fablemans, uh, the, the the Steven Spielberg movie that's out right now. It's that almost to a T. It is about a young boy who is Jewish, who has a grandfather he's very close to, who wants to grow up and do something artistic with his life. In both cases, he becomes a filmmaker. Because in one case, he's Steven Spielberg. In the other case, he was whoever the director of Armageddon Time was. Um, it was fine also. Really, folks, if you want to see the best film of the year, everything, everywhere, all at once. That's the one. It got a slew of nominations, and justifiably so. And uh, my former editor on The Great Santa Stakeout got a tattoo of a rock with googly eyes from that film. So, oh. there you go. Wow. That is a love of the film that you cannot beat. Okay. And our cousin's wife was given uh, hot dog fingers for Christmas. So, there you go. Oh, okay. You haven't seen it, have you? Not at all. Jeez, oh, peace, you'd love it. It is a hoot. Okay. It is a hoot of a hoot. It is weird. <laughs> okay. And you would like it. Okay. Okay. Well, speaking of weird, um, I recommend a board game. Ooh, which one? That you gave me. Ooh, which one? Project L. Ooh, that one. Well, you gave it to... The penguinologist, the penguinologist and, but yeah. Nah, you gave it to me then. Yeah, yeah, yeah same thing. <laughs> um, if you grew up with Tetris, you're going to love this game. So it's essentially you use Tetris pieces to make other Tetris pieces to then make puzzles for points. Interesting. Um, it requires a lot of strategy, so I suck at it. Um, but it's still fun, which I think says a lot. Mm-hmm. So the, the pieces are really nice. It's really easy to learn. 
And the only downside is that it doesn't have an app, which it really should. Um, mm, which, yes, you would think so. Yeah. It sounds very app-like. Yeah, hmm. but it's for one to four players. It takes 20 to 40 minutes, and it's for ages eight and up. So if you like Tetris and you're really good at strategy games, then you should check out Project L. L. The, the letter L. The letter L, so not a woman's name, L. Right. Not like the magazine L. No. Project L would be completely different yeah. in that case. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Well, excellent. That sounds like a very fun recommendation. Yeah. As opposed to my movies that no one should watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, not no one. <laughs> I mean, feel free. Tar has some great moments, but yeah. yeah. All right. Well, there's uh, we've run out of... Uh, oh, no, there's Valentine's Day. Right, yeah. Right, there's right, always right. another holiday, Betsy. There's Dang also President's it. Day. That's not true. In August, there are no holidays, and we have like a... Yes, there is. It's called my birthday. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> we'll just find some Kate birthday pictures. No, no, we, we've got President's Day, and we've got Valentine's Day. President's so. Day. Ah, that's well, that's, that's after Valentine's Day. All right, but we got a little time before that one, so I'm going to do something different. And then... I'll find a Valentine's Day one that we haven't done yet. All right. But until I do that, I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse number 8, Kate. Listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or Player FM. Or follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime, and our gracious groundhog is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate, Atienza, and Betsy Bird. <laughs>